Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Nowhere to Hide follows a nurse by the name of Nori Sharif through five years of dramatic change, providing unique access into one of the world's most dangerous and inaccessible areas called the Triangle of Death in central Iraq. Uh, he, uh, he, The uh, filmmaker, who we're going to be speaking with in just a second, Zara Dash, uh, is Ahmed, is the one who gives uh, Nori a camera and asks him to document his life in this troubled region. And it is a remarkable film, truly remarkable film, uh, we are on the inside of what can only be described as an unbelievable situation, an unreal way that these people have uh, been forced into uh, this. Uh, and it, I'm really looking forward to our conversation because it is a, a wonderful documentary. Uh, and so without further ado, let me introduce the director of Nowhere to Hide. That would be Zardash Ahmed. Zardash, well, welcome to film school. Yeah, hi. How are you? Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I really, truly an honor to have you here today. Uh, I, I sort of set up how we uh, got access to this part of Iraq, but tell me a little bit about uh, the develop, developing this relationship with Nori and his and your confidence in him to go out and document his life, his family's ex- uh, life and experiences. Tell me how that all came about. Uh, well, well, in the beginning, uh, back in 2010, uh, we were thinking of making another film. Uh, the film was a little bit different than the one you uh, already see or you talk about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, together with a Norwegian doctor, uh, a war surgeon called Hans Husum, uh we uh, headed for Iraq. We went there to document the war in Iraq during the invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trying to understand that, uh, collecting uh, case studies and, uh, yeah, follow, follow up how life was under the occupation of the foreign uh, troops. Mm-hmm. But then uh, in 2011, uh, as you know, Obama uh, made his promise uh, true, and he pulled out the troops from uh, Iraq which was uh, unexpected uh, for us. We thought the American will stay forever there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after when they pulled out, uh, the story forced itself uh, another direction. So we could not continue with that. There were no, no American there anymore. Mm-hmm. So for that, uh, we had, like when we went there in 2010, we um, wanted to document those places that they were most affected by, by the war. Uh, but those places, as you know, uh, in Iraq were hardly touched by the violence, and Al-Qaeda was uh, present there heavily. Yeah. So it was almost impossible to, for me to go there and film freely, uh, uh, and trying to understand, and also we wanted to understand from the local people how how they lived. So we um, in the beginning we hired twelve medics 
like uh, Nuri Sharif, the main character film, but 12 personal. Yes. Uh, from 12 different uh, towns. Uh, so we followed. But after, after the pulling out the troops from Iraq, um, the, the, the vacuum power, as you know, after the 2011 and then 2012, created a, a wave of uh, violence and uh, all these conflicts came back again to the surface, uh, sectarianism and also um, uh, ethnical problems, uh, tribal problems, all these things came back yeah. to, to the existence. So uh, then those medics that I was following, that I was filming, uh, uh, I was also uh, documenting from, yes. uh, um, uh, they were also affected by, one of them was Nuri Sharif that uh, affected by the mass of ISIS and this escalation violence escalation and this town was the one that damaged north and in 2013 the town was uh, 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 yeah uh, ISIS uh, after taking Mosul uh, and they were on the march they uh, surrounded the town so uh, that's how it became a film about Nuri rather than a film about the American invasion in Iraq and this kind of uh, other topic-based film. So it became a personal-driven story. It, That's how I knew Ludi. He, he's amazing. And it's, uh, the town was Jalola. It's Jalala. a little bit difficult uh, pronunciation, yeah. but... I was practicing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, yeah, Jalala. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, but it, the film is so intimate, uh, and... All credit to Nori in the sense that not only did he learn how to use the camera, but he uses it so effectively. And he also did a remarkable job of capturing some remarkable moments, some very hard. I mean, it must have been difficult for at times for him in making the decision when to film and not to film. And but the the, the things that he captures puts us all right in into the situations that so many so many thousands hundreds of thousands of people find themselves in and but his not only his ability as a as an operator of the camera but his humanity is just it's a remark he himself is just a remarkable person uh and exactly. yeah it, it it really is uh truly i i mean i know you shot some of it i i know you were there to shoot some of it but when you started to see some of the footage and the things that he had captured, did you see it when it was at the end of this, or was he giving you uh, footage as as he went about doing what he was doing? How did that work? Uh, as I was mentioning uh, uh, in the beginning, uh, up to 2013, mm -hmm. it was a totally different type of material, very straightforward. Interviews, case studies, you know, uh, uh, collecting materials from the hospitals and from these 12 different towns through these 12 different uh, medics. And I coached all of them uh, throughout 2010. Mm -hmm. So the whole, year, the whole 2010, it was exercising the, you know, teaching them how to film, how to frame, how to interview 
all this uh, stuff that you know about filmmaking, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. in order to get there. Uh, because Nuri, uh, he was not not a filmmaker by that time. He, he even could not use, could not he couldn't use the camera the way film uh, needed. So he was just an amateur, like everybody else, using the mo mobile phone and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so after the the first year, we started to collect this kind of material where we only needed to hear the stories of victims and survivors and uh, other people who were injured or damaged by that war. Either they were replaced or uh, forced out from their houses uh, uh, demographically. These kind of questions I was following. Mm. But in 2013, when... Uh, Nuri came back with a totally different kind of material, and that was the, the reason. Actually, uh, after spending three years of uh, following another film and spending uh, over two hundred thousand uh, dollars for making that, that other film, so I decided like this is this is this is the film that we have to follow uh, was Nuri's film. It was Nuri's story, yeah. that the, the one we, we should have followed. Mm -hmm. So we changed the direction of the film. We, uh, then I tried to get more material from him uh, and for, bring him in front of the camera, trying to uh, get the, a glint of his family life, his, his life as a father and how he's, going to uh, survive this war because mm. all the time even in the beginning when I uh, hired him uh, in the project he was talking about uh, a lot of things that we didn't know about because the media was not covering things they were only covering the Americans and then the violence uh, connected to Americans connected to other militia and Unfortunately, all the time you forget the, the civilian, well, how, how they like this. So uh, through him, uh, I understood there are other things that maybe uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing to follow. So he, he was the one, uh, in the end, uh, forced the film to be changed. Yeah. His story, to be more correct, forced us to make this film that you yeah, you you could see in the film when the uh, the shift that you're talking about when it becomes so much more about him and his family and their plight and and watching them struggle. Um, I want to want to remind our listeners where that we're speaking with Zara Dash uh, Ahmed. He is the director of a film, the new film called Nowhere to Hide. This is a documentary that is different than some of the other documentaries we've seen recently about Syria and Iraq in that this is told from uh, a ground level uh, from a point of view that I haven't seen in these films before. Not that there aren't some great films out there about the situation in Syria and Iraq, but this one is very personal and uh, truly Nori and his family um, endure what we see is the real on-the-ground horror that is this situation and um, very humanizing and very important for people to understand just what is going on from this point of view. 
What is the situation? Is it I just we're, the news reports are coming in today, and maybe we don't want to get into this too much. But Mosul has apparently been taken over by the uh, Iraqi army. Is Nori okay? Is his family doing okay? Are they? How are they today? I just had uh, uh, a chat with him um, fifteen minutes ago. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, the, the guy lost everything. You know, the, yeah. the guy. Uh, lost his house, lost his town. He's uh, yeah. uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere uh, as an IDP uh, a person. Yeah. Him and his family, like IDP, mean um, internally displaced person. Yeah. So they are refugee within their own country. Uh, so for, for him, that's uh, that situation. It's not something that you are very pleased by. And also, back to Mosul, uh, I also read uh, the news. I got some messages from there saying the town is free from ISIS. Yeah. Um, but if you ask me, honest, honestly, I can tell you these are, in a way, uh, okay. These are the, exactly Nuri talks about this in the film, mm -hmm. the symptoms. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, well, you know, we all the time talk about ISIS and fight ISIS and evil ISIS and all these things. We never think about why. Yes, exists. you're right. You know, what, what, what's the reason for these kind of ideology? Yesterday was Al-Qaeda, and now we talk about ISIS as though Al-Qaeda was the gold, golden days, you know, <laughs> like the brutality has yeah. been uh, uh, tremendously... Uh, change since Al Qaeda time, yeah. going toward worse and worse, yeah. and we never sit and ask ourselves why, yeah. you know, why this is happening, right. uh, and what what cause of that? I think I think ISIS just uh, just uh, um, uh, a, a result of something bigger has been there, and it's 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 it by other wrong politics that's been going on in the world. Uh, Middle East is that part that's been hardly damaged by that politics. Uh, and uh, also, uh, uh, I think, um, even ISIS is defeated today. There will be another thing. Yeah. I don't know what they will call it then, yeah, but yeah. there will be something probably more right. brutal than ISIS. Yeah. Because we oversee the or trying to avoid going to that area where we can solve the problem from the root from 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 the, uh, the, the its origin to go in deeply and trying to understand and that's because uh, what i i can say this film uh uh it's based on that it's based on that value uh where you feel that you are human. It's, it's wake up your humanity. Right. Because that's the reason we don't care about what's going on outside our walls. Right. And then that will we'll, we'll fire back at us, will be in, on outside our doors, and then trying to big walls, even more tighter walls, smaller walls, and then we die in it because we, are, we, we don't dare to go to to the real uh, 
area in the conflict trying to understand anything happening in this 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 plan on this planet it will affect you directly or indirectly so anything you see you have to take action especially when it comes to humanity humanitarian things yes. you have to you have to take it as a consideration that that, that can be your family even if it's not your family you should care as much as you care about your family because that's another human being so once we start to see that ISIS will be defeated and Nuri will be okay you will be okay here in the states everywhere else and so that's why Nuri I don't think he's okay uh, in the sense that uh, the problem is still there uh, maybe ISIS will di- disappear the name ISIS will disappear uh, but I'm totally sure that there will be something else coming uh, abroad uh, and we have to even deal with it more hardly, more brutally. Uh, so that, that's my that's yeah. my opinion. At least if we go into deep and care about each other, trying to understand the, the problem from the, its origin. I, I couldn't agree more. I fear you're right. Um, and uh, Zardash, we have just run out of time. I literally could talk to you for an, an hour about this because there's so much to say. And so I really, seriously, I wish we had more time. But I thank you so much for finding time to be here today on Film School. Really appreciate it. Thank you uh, for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk uh, about the film and about Nudi. And I thank you on behalf of Nudi as well. Well, and it's an honor, uh, truly. Thank you so much for saying that, an an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.